How do I sound? Sound normal. Hello? Sound normal. Um, but yeah. Hey man. This shit real out here, bro. I'm trying to uh live my life without alcohol right now. The only time I thought about drinking was yesterday. Mm, was why like, yesterday? I don't know. I think it's usually the day when I can drink. Like, mm-hmm. I get off at 8. I don't have to be back until 4 today. So usually, like, I be like, I'm going to go in. Just got that extra time. Yeah. Extra recovery time. But what's today? Sunday? Yeah. I'm seven days. <laughs> it's gonna be a long month, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do the whole month, but I mean, seven days is pretty solid. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm like, bro, I made it longer than I haven't taken a break that long since last January. So yeah, I'm also realizing I don't think I'm as bad off as I thought I was. Like, I know, like, I'll be joking that I'm an alcoholic and stuff. I don't know if I am. I think it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's fully like a mind thing, obviously, because alcohol is a chemical. But I think when you, like, are for real locked in with the, the practice of reducing it, like, makes it a little bit easier to get through it like I don't know like when you know you're doing it for a reason yeah it kind of helps I think if you were forced to do it it'd be a little bit different and I think that's where like I think it was more so like I was like this could be an issue let me take a break for a second Mm -hmm. because around my birthday I was drinking hard I was drinking real hard around my birthday. But I started thinking about it like it was that Twitter post to be like, can you out drink your 21 year old self? I probably could, but not like I just know the, the signs. No. Don't drink on a fucking empty stomach. Don't just drink and mix everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I try to drink like my 21 year old self, I die. Anytime I try to drink like, like, well, I haven't tried to drink like my 21-year-old self, but like, as far as like a whole day going, I could out-drink myself. But it's just, I don't want to. I think I drink the heaviest on my birthday. This is the second year in a row that I just went balls to the wall on my birthday. (laughs) And both times I paid for that shit. My hangover... On my birthday or Thanksgiving was probably the worst hangover I had. And I didn't even go hard. It's just my body can't keep up no more. Bro, the day after my birthday, I slept till like 3, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got up to chug the fucking liquid IV <laughs> and went back to bed. <laughs> Can't do it. I don't know. Alcohol also, like, I think it just reacts with me differently now because, you know, when you get drunk, drunk, 
I don't know if this happens to you, but you just get that taste in your mouth. Yeah. Like the alcohol has just overpowered everything else. Yeah. I feel like I get that sensation like way quicker now. Like yeah. after three or four drinks, I'll be like. <laughs> so. A week from yesterday was the last time I drank anything. And I kind of went in. I tried a lot of different beers that I wasn't going to drink for a while because I'm like, I don't know how long it's going to be. And they were heavy. And so I went the next day without drinking. And then the next day, I kind of still had that feeling in my back and my throat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I haven't drank anything in over 24 hours, I don't want to just. You don't want to still feel like it or taste it. Yeah, I feel like I have that day after. Like, I be brushing my tongue. Yeah, and you can't... It's the back of your throat. Yeah. No matter how much mouthwash or whatever, it's still, like... Yeah. And it's just stuck in your nose, and it's like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't like that feeling. It's not breaking down the same. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is kicking my ass. Ooh. So what do you think about this non-alcoholic Stella? It tastes just like a regular Stella. I seen Kev on stage trying Stella. <laughs> he's doing this thing where he's just trying beers until he finds yeah. one he likes. Yeah. He drank a cellar. He was like, mm-mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nigga, you're not going to like beer. No. <laughs> I, I feel like beer is definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. But, like, the non-alcoholic beers I've been trying, it's like, some of them are good to where I'm like, maybe I can just, like, not drink as much alcohol. Like when I even when I get done on this fast or whatever. Be like, oh, I'll just drink some non alcoholic beers more. Yeah. Or just mix these in when you are drinking, like Yeah. Cause it's a placebo effect. The other day I drank like uh three Heineken uh double zeros and I was like, Oh, I'm kinda of feeling it. like <laughs> no fuck, it's no alcohol in there. <laughs> You fucking drunk. <laughs> Where do you feel it, Dennis? Oh, Crazy thing about these, I always wondered, like, with these non-alcoholic beers, could you just be on the road just chugging this shit? I don't know. You know they make they card you to buy non-alcoholic beer. Hmm. I mean, it's technically got like 0.5% alcohol, but it's the same as a Coke. Yeah, but yeah, they card you. So um, right now I am drinking a Corona non-alcoholic and Kim is drinking a Stella non-alcoholic. Like we're some goddamn uh, drunks for real. <laughs> Stella Liberté. Hey, man. The non-alcoholic beer game has came a long way. Honestly. I never tried the old duels to the first time the other night. Not bad. Not bad. I remember Chance used to always joke on them. Like, yeah, those are the beers for people that don't drink beer. Like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> it's beers for people who are trying to quit beer. Right. We still want that kick. We get a lot of people coming into the restaurant. There's a, I mean. They'll go through them, though. They'd be drinking like five or six. I'd be like, ooh, we. <laughs> you really going through it, ain't it? <laughs> Because what is the point of drinking that many? 
Hey, man, you got to get back in the game some kind of way. Yeah. I told you, bro. Them three, I was like, ah, no, I got, got nice buzz right now. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing, I've, I have done some, like, I've had some Delta 8. I had a Delta 8 soda the other day. <clears throat> that helped me put go to sleep. I have been having issues going to sleep. That's the only thing that's been like, all right, yeah, I need to address that. Like the whole sleep thing is kind of just throwing me off. But where do you get a Delta Eight soda? Hey, new market hey, come a long it's, way. It's blowing up out here too. Honestly, it's yeah. a lot of apartment complexes out here. Yeah, like I, they're everywhere. It's kind of mind blowing, man. Eventually, this is gonna be its own little city. I mean, own little town. You can tell once we get like some more infrastructural shit, like post offices and shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be legit. Even Meridianville, Meridianville and Hazel Green is fucking blown. The Harvest too. Yeah, they're putting out so many houses in Harvest. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's about to get crazy up in here. But yeah, I, hey man, I guess I'm gonna be here for a while. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, bro. I kind of want to, like, being in your 30s and not having kids or like a spouse, you kind of just have that little adventure kick in you. Be like, I could just move somewhere. Mm-hmm. But then, like, logistics and, you know, money, things like that, you're like, nah. But hell, I, I'm starting to feel like we're about to get priced out of Huntsville. I think so. It's already happening. Yeah. I mean, my rent is fifteen hundred. Jesus Christ. Mm-mm-mm. And that's how a lot of these places is gonna be. Even the older places is upper thousands. Hell yeah. Ooh. I sound normal to you, right? Yeah. What about me? You sound normal. I just, I can't hear myself uh, anymore. I don't know why. I think I've just learned to tune myself out. Nigga done had one too many non-alcoholic Coronas. (laughs) I got a little buzz going. (laughs) Drunk off a non-alcoholic Corona is insane. (laughs) That is some pussy nigga shit. Right. Like, what's the last time you drank? You know, I had a couple non-alcoholic Coronas the other day. You know, a buddy was flying a little hot. Like, what? Ooh, we. If you went back 10 years and you're like, Juice, one day you'll be sitting in a room with Kim and y'all be drinking non-alcoholic beers. Like, you a fucking lie. We would have laughed in your face. Right. This pussy nigga. Like, get the fuck out of here. One of my friends, if I called him now and told him I was drinking a non-alcoholic fucking juice, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> for sure. Did he come down for Christmas? He did. I didn't get to hang out with him. I felt like a, I felt kind of like a bad friend. Being on second shift is a bitch. Yeah. All your friends come back and they're like, yo, what you doing? I'm at work, bro. Like, 
I mean, it kind of be the same way for me and my schedule too. Cuz most of most of our friends are 9 to 5ers. Hey, I be at, be at work till 10:30, 11 o'clock. Hey, for people that have friends that, that work non-traditional hours, I need y'all to have a little grace on us. Yeah. Y'all be like having y'all weekends where y'all bored. Niggas be at work on weekends, some of us. Y'all got to understand, we can't just drop everything the way y'all could drop everything because y'all ain't at work. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a Friday night. Right. I'm at work Friday night. I'll be at work till 11.30. We are recording this on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you anything about our fucking schedules. Yeah, literally. But it's working out. We're just sitting here drinking our non-alcoholics. Living the life. Yeah. <laughs> the 35-year-old life. Kim walked in like a goddess. Was like, okay, Kim. <laughs> yeah, you know, a bitch is back. <laughs> Fresh weave or whatever. <laughs> I cut my real hair, too, which is funny. I always do something different with my hair for New Year's. So I cut my hair. I cut like three inches off. Oh, okay. Got me a little bob. Aw. But then my sister was like... Let me do your hair. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Never gonna turn that off. Right. You ain't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But um Yeah, man, I've been chilling. How did Christmas go for you? Uh I was sick as fuck. I started getting sick um couple of days before christmas i was literally at work as it was happening like i could feel it suddenly my throat just started burning <clears throat> and i was like i don't know what this is and then i started feeling like my back ache out of nowhere and i was just like what the fuck like throughout the shift so i got home got off work was just chilling went to bed like normal Woke up the next day, and I was just, like, full-blown fever, body aches, headache like a motherfucker, chills, no appetite, coughing like crazy. So I was trying to remedy myself, taking Theraflu and Alka-Seltzer and eating soup, drinking orange juice, emergency, all this shit. <laughs> it wasn't really helping. Um, I mean, it helped a little bit to the point where, like, I still did Christmas with my family, but it was short. Yeah. Like, we went to go see The Color Purple, and then I went home right after that. Um, But I just kept getting worse because I wasn't taking the right meds, and finally I had to see a doctor because I was like I don't know if this flu COVID pneumonia is something that I can't shake so I ended up being sick the days leading up to Christmas to a couple days after Christmas like I didn't really recover till like right before New Year's damn yeah so Christmas was kind of blah um, the color purple was good, I guess, to some extent. I'm not a musical person, yeah, uh, 
But it was good. I don't... I don't want to participate in any more Black Struggle remakes, though. Like, I just, I think. Yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see the color purple once and you know the story. I just feel like there's no new way to present it that makes the story better. Like, the story is still the same. It's still the sad story. That's a very traumatic story also. Very traumatic story. Uh, I cried a couple times. Silently to myself, <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know if I can. Like, please don't nobody go and remake Roots. They already remade Roots. Not, not, <laughs> not in a musical fashion. Ugh, musical Roots. <laughs> That's what I'm. But think I had the same thought about the color purple. I was like, I mean, yeah, that is like making a horror movie. <laughs> like I know, I know it went on Broadway, but still, like, I don't know. But it was good for what it was. Did uh, was your family outraged with that Suge Avery scene? <laughs> Didn't say anything. That's the funniest part. Like niggas, like Boosie got mad about that. But like nigga, did you bypass the whole part where her uh, stepfather molested right. and raped her right. and had children? She was pretty much self sex trafficked. Right. That's way more traumatic than her having a consensual relationship with a woman. And then also, like, that's not new, nigga. It was right. in the original. It's in the original and it's in the book. Like, did you see the original? Because <laughs> like, why are you so shook right now? Right. They Like, the original, they made it. I mean, I didn't get it until I got older. Yeah. Like, the subtleties of it. But it's like, yeah, they clearly were. uh, Feeling each other. Right. They may not have been fucking, but they were touching. <laughs> they were <laughs> But this is also coming from a nigga who got a song that says two red bones kissing in the backseat. Back <laughs> so, like, how you want us to take you seriously? And I know Boosie ain't never read not, not, not one book. But, uh-uh. Now, if Gucci had said he read the book, I believe Gucci reads books. Yeah, Boosie ain't reading shit. No. <laughs> but I saw, but like... Instagram comments. Niggas. Niggers. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or naysayers. As, <laughs> as uh, University of Alabama says. Oh, shit. Letting all naysayers know. <laughs> oh, that nice was a, try. Bro, nice try. Reese Davis talking about that on ESPN is saying, let a naysayer know. And everybody was like, hold up. I thought you were about to say something else. <laughs> And you could tell he clearly didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. He didn't know what was going on. Pat McAfee was like, hey, I thought it was about to go down. (laughs) (laughs) Let a naysayer know. (laughs) Twitter has been taking that shit to the extreme. Like, I don't even want to say nigga no more. I'm just going to say naysayer. (laughs) All these naysayers out here. (laughs) Naysayer. Hard R. Hard R naysayer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, my Christmas was like with my family. My Christmas was cool. Um, got my nephew uh one of his favorite records, and I gave him like five of my favorite records. So I gave him Stevie Wonder Inner Visions, uh, Stevie Wonder Talking Book, Damn. Ma- Michael Jackson Thriller, 
Michael Jackson, Ooh, Bad. Some heat. And then Little Shop of Horrors. Hey, I'm I'm fly as uncle, bro. You unk. <laughs> you unk them. Um, my niece, Big I, unk. my niece, I gave her uh, three of my favorite childhood books. I bought them, but uh, Whistle for Willie. You remember that one? <clears throat> Snowy Day. It's written by the same person. You're gonna know him once I show you the book. I feel like I remember Snowy Day. Snowy Day is one of the first books we ever saw a little black boy on. Yeah. Whistle for Willie is written by the same person. And then Anazi the Spider. But Oh, okay, yeah. The the wiener dog brought it yeah. back for me. I didn't um we didn't do gifts for Christmas this year. My my daddy got me a money candle. Yeah, I remember that. That's based on a West African folklore. Um, I didn't like. Um, we didn't re- like my my parents got me a gift, just because you know I'm solo dolo. <laughs> they got me AirPods. I was like, yeah. Oh hell yeah! I still need to get me some. They got I got the AirPod Pro twos. I love them. Um, but you said y'all didn't do gifts. No, we, so me and my sister and my mama pitched in to get my daddy a new recliner. Ooh, that's the way to a black man's heart. Man cake. (laughs) Bougie ass recliner. That shit was $1,200. That's love right there, baby. So that was it. Christmas is over. Done. I was like, I'm not going into no more debt, nope, no more credit cards. I'm not finna be having no payments for three more months trying to get everybody Christmas together. Right. Plus, on top of that, I was sick, so it just made it even easier not to give a damn. But... My mom was like, we don't need nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing what Christmas is about. We're not tripping on it. That's Dad, how my parents were. My daddy retired this year, so we just kind of focused on doing stuff for him. And that was Christmas. That's an adult Christmas. <laughs> hey, bro. Well, your parents, like, I'm at the point now, my parents, whatever they want, they just go get. Yeah. So it don't be nothing they want. And that's usually how I am. Yeah. So it was just, yeah. Real adult Christmas. Um, my nephews got me some kind of skincare thing that they mama got for me. <laughs> and that's it. Okay, skincare. Hey. That's real grown. I know. <laughs> Niggas gotta take care of their skin too now. Fuck yeah. Um I, I didn't use my routine today, though, so forgive my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, everything with Christmas was cool for me. Um, the only bad thing was on Christmas Eve, I went uh, viral on Twitter uh, because niggas was talking about the Simone 
Biles and her husband, which I refuse to learn his name because he's Simone Biles' husband. Um, <laughs> talking about that, and then so like one guy was like, "The reason black women are mad is because we uh, men don't look at their accomplishments as anything." Uh, what's your degree? What are your interests? I don't care. You're a woman. This is paraphrasing, but this is damn near close. You're a woman. Are you hot? Can you cook? Uh, will you be a good mother? These are the things we care about. Are you hot? Yeah, that was the first thing that he said after you're a woman. And so I retweeted uh, misogyny, like the full definition of misogyny with the uh, how to uh, sound it out phonetically and everything. I said uh, a contempt or dislike of women, blah, blah, blah. Example with him. This nigga, he's also one of those blue check real red pill niggas. This nigga retweets me and puts homosexual. Uh like pretty much tries to copy what I said. Right. And says that a nigga that's riding other niggas' dicks and all this like homophobic shit. And I, I retweeted, I was like. Wow, an insecure man uh, calling a, a straight man a homosexual because he gets checked. Shocker. <laughs> but the thing about my Twitter is, I don't see your replies unless I follow you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just went about my business. It's Christmas Eve. I was at work. I finished up. I got home. I, I had me a drink. Woke up the next morning. I was like, I started getting likes from people I saw. So I was like, let me go see. And it was like. Your whole mentions was lit up. Bro. It was bad. All these lame ass niggas was just coming out the blue. They were um, uh, showing my, uh, my display picture. Be like, oh, he's fat. Yeah, like, oh. I seen that. And then being like, uh. All these niggas calling me a fucking simp or calling me gay, which I'm not gay. And then, like, just all this weird shit. So I go back and forth with some of these people. But some, look, I'll be all the way honest with y'all. Some of them people were fucking mean as fuck. Yeah, people be hateful on the, on the, on the Twitter streets. And I'm just like, as a nigga, if this nigga got all his fucking minions in my thing because I called him out for being a misogynist. And all these weird ass no name, uh, no picture people saying, "How is that my misogyny, nigga? You belittle women just down to just being baby making factories and objects, right? Looking good, sex dolls. That's what, and with no personality, nothing. It didn't matter about none of that shit. You only mattered about if she was hot or not. And a man's validation has nothing to do with a woman's personhood." Bruh, some of them niggas had me fucked up, though. I Look, if they had dropped the location, I would be like, meet me somewhere. I'll beat the fuck out of you, nigga. <laughs> That's the other shit. Motherfuckers be thinking that I'm, like, young. Nah, nigga, I'll fight you. Don't get me, look, don't get me fucked up. I think I responded to him. It said something, because wasn't he the one with the, he got the Abby with the football nigga, football jersey. 
in yeah. the back of it said like him or something. Yeah, you know? one of, that was one of the minions in there. Nigga, you lame. <laughs> and then the other thing is like when you like online, if you bring up somebody's fat, like nigga, I know I'm fucking fat. I don't. That's not a secret. That's no, not... I wake up every day. I get in the shower. I look and I see a fat self. But you know what I do see? A good looking motherfucker. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, <laughs> there's certain things that you just can't be in denial about. Right. So you can't low blow me on the shit that I already know about myself. It's just like one person on Twitter said, the the fat comments don't get me because what you're really doing is you can't call me ugly. You so can't you're just call gonna, me nothing else. Right. So you like... Uh, this one lady. I look. This is why I hate pick me's. It's always some bitch, and I'm gonna say bitch because she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's always some bitch that want to get the validation of the worst niggas. Yep. And then she'll be like, "You're not a provider. You're fat. You're ugly." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." What does a provider have to do with either one of those things? Nothing. She's just trying to get validation from uh, red pill niggas but the other thing is look i am fat that is a hundred percent fact but what is not a fact is i ain't goddamn ugly nobody has ever said i'm ugly <laughs> and really meant that shit <laughs> has motherfuckers been in their feelings and said i'm ugly yes but they were mistaken ain't because- nobody ever <laughs> said that shit with conviction right <laughs> Those are alternative facts <laughs> that are not fucking true. And no matter how much y'all think fat people have no uh high self-esteem, nigga, I know I'm cute. I've been told by many a good-looking woman. So y'all niggas on the internet can't tell me shit, motherfucker. Period. I don't care what you niggas think about how I look. First y'all, of all, why you judging? Right. Sa- That's suspicious. Look at the pot in the kettle. <laughs> right. And then, like, all the niggas that was, like, that one nigga that was going back and forth to me. Now, he did say some fucked up shit, and I ended up getting his shit blocked. And some of those tweets taken down, because I'm an ultimate hater. You hate on me, goddammit? Oh, yeah, I'm going to report your page. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm going through your profile. I'm snitching on I'm every. I'm reporting that page. Right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> With screenshots. Shoe program, nigga. This is where a nigga had me fucked up at. <laughs> but, no, nah, like. I went, this is the thing that pissed me off. I went through his fucking quote tweets of all the other people that said similar shit to me and any like good looking ass, like stereotypical nigga with his shirt off and shit, he didn't say shit to them motherfuckers. Of course. Hmm. But my fat ass. Hmm. <laughs> and then the other thing is, this nigga's ugly as fuck. I look better than this nigga. It's giving you trying to suck these other niggas' dicks. Right. That's the other thing. I think it's funny that like these internet niggas who clearly don't have male friends think it's a better thing to have weird ass niggas online agreeing with you than to have women agreeing with you because you're telling the fucking truth. Niggas just want to have a fucking entourage. Yeah. That's it. It's because they don't have fucking friends. (laughs) Real fucking friends. They don't have friends or women. No. They ain't got no hoes. <laughs> they just want somebody to agree with their fucked up mindset yeah. at the end of the day. And then it's just, it's like, bro, y'all are lame as fuck. But that one dude that put that picture up saying I was fat, I was like, yeah, I'm fat, but that picture dope as fuck, ain't it, nigga? <laughs> and he didn't say shit else. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, 
Talk, hey, it's certain things. <laughs> I could take a dope ass fucking picture. Don't get me fucked up. <sighs> but yeah, I was fighting them niggas off. And for a second, I almost lost the Christmas joy. But then I looked in the mirror. I'm like, I'm a good looking motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> Fuck Look, them niggas. Looked in the mirror and said, damn, I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, bro. Them niggas is miserable as fuck. It's just getting worse, too. It's just these, these young niggas. The weirdest thing for me is, like, niggas in their early 20s are identifying as an incel. Like, bro, just go get some pussy. <laughs> Not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard when you a lame nigga. <laughs> but when you a lame nigga that digs in the trenches of being a lame nigga, like, look, it's certain things. Like, when you younger, yeah, it's going to be a lot of more women attracted to, we'll say, unsavory type niggas. Bullshit. Bullshit. And they'll deal with bullshit. That's just the game, bro. Like, when you young, shit be fun. Like, I saw <laughs> this one nigga, he posted. He said, man, when I got my first apartment, I only had a uh, air mattress, and I was having more sex in my life than I ever did. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, that's a nasty game. Shameful. It's true. <laughs> Shameful. Everybody is going through it at the same time when you're in your early 20s. Woo. Just having your old place is a flex enough. I swear. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> My first place, I didn't have nothing but a bed in there. <laughs> no sofa. <laughs> no nothing. You're like, bro, hey, man, you got to get it in. Everybody got needs. <laughs> <laughs> the bed is the most important thing in right. the household. Makes the world go round. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, just shit like that. Motherfuckers, because they live online, they don't understand. They be they really be buying into the whole, you got to be, like, super uh, traditionally good looking and have all these muscles to even be able to get girls. Like, no, bro, you just learn how to talk to women and not, you know, Act like they're sex robots. Just, we've been saying this forever. <laughs> Just respect women. But we're people. Right. Treat women like people and you'll be fine. Now, is pretty privilege and attractive privilege a real thing? Yeah, of course. Yes. Nobody's going to say it's not. But, you know, everybody don't have pretty privilege or attractive privilege. So you got to use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> but you still got to treat people like people right whether you think they're attractive or not and also what a lot of these young niggas like i've learned like talking to them like on twitter and shit they like like i said earlier they be thinking i'm young so they be thinking i'm doing this shit to get girls in which if you use the same principles that these niggas actually be like hearing that's the wrong approach to go about women anyway i want to be a piece of shit i get way more women <laughs> Literally. But these niggas haven't even figured that shit out. <laughs> My God. My God. Bro, the game is fucked up, but these young niggas need fucking guidance. Shit is complex out here. It's just getting worse. 
It's because these niggas don't live outside of the fucking phones. It's because these niggas are too hardcore tuned into the, these bullshit ass podcasts. These niggas that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I just, I don't know. If I had uh, sons right now, like, in their teens and shit, I'd be monitoring everything them niggas listen to. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about rap or nothing. You got to. It'd be just a podcast where, like, whoa, you know who Andrew Tate is? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Mm-mm. We don't play that in this house. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. No, you can listen to all the satanic and uh, devil worshiping music you can. Like, whoa, fresh and fit. <laughs> Not in this house. No, in As this house. For me we, and my house. <laughs> we serve the Lord. <laughs> Won't be no fresh and fit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ain't no fresh and fit. Ain't no uh, Umars in here. Slight Umars in here, but uh, man. I refuse to pay five dollars to see that Umar and Joe Button Patreon podcast. Oh my god! I, I'm not paying five dollars to hear Umar. Why do they want to tax us for that? I mean, that's a smart marketing thing, and it'll get most niggas. Usually, it would get me, but no. Nah. Six hours of Dr. Umar yelling. Mm-mm. Making up lies and fabrications. We have already done that for free. Speaking of which, <laughs> another nigga went on a uh, podcast and, <laughs> you know, he had a lot of things to say. So, you know, uh, Shannon Sharp, Unk, as we call him, has uh, multiple shows. One of which is Club Shay Shay, which that is. Well, I think we'll circle back. <laughs> for a fifty-five-year-old man, <laughs> of all of all of the names, I think it's funny that women. This is the first time they actually like went to like watch Club Shay Shay, and all of them were like. What about this name? Of all the trademarks. Hey, that's how you know, like, black women do not like nicknames. They do not like nicknames and niggas they are actually involved in when they first meet them. Y'all Shay was, Shay is just... But it's just funny that y'all were talking about this, like, he needs to change the name. Like, because that's so women-coded. Like, you know how I many girls I dated? They be like, I'm not going to call you Juice. You're Dennis. <laughs> First of all, Shay Shay being a nickname for Shannon don't make sense to me anyway. That's one of those self-appointed nicknames. Yeah, they going to call me Shay Shay. What? Why? <laughs> we already called a nigga Unc. Like, you couldn't put Uncle in there somewhere. Like, Unc's house or Unc's uh, lounge or some bullshit. Uncle Shan. I like Uncle Shan more than Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay. I think that's what he also used to call, like, in the locker room, like, around, like, his locker and stuff. I think they used to call that Club Shay Shay. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Because, <clears throat> you know, he was one of the greatest uh, tight ends of all time. But anyway, so he interviewed one Cat Williams. And that nigga Cat Williams was on that bitch for like two and a half hours letting the chopper fly. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was that long of an interview until I clicked on it. And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to Cut sit this down with this." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to put this on the TV, baby, because I <laughs> I can't watch this shit on my phone." Um, so much. He he literally talked about so much, and I literally was making notes because I was like, "What the fuck? This is a lot of shit." Well, before we get into it, I think it's funny that also women were saying uh, Club Shay Shay ain't nothing but Carisha please for niggas. That is fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> the setup is perfect. Except for Shannon does a little bit more research than uh, Carisha. Carisha just be like asking whatever the fuck going on her, her fucking brain. Um, so Cat Williams came in and unloaded the first person I think he unloaded on like first he said like he gave Shannon all the you know you have created a platform of truth and that's why I want to come in I've seen a lot of your interviews this nigga really watched them interviews too and he had shit to say about everyone he was very pissed off about Ricky Smiley Ricky Smiley even saying that he was supposed to be uh What's what's the pimp's name in Friday After Next? Money Mike. That he was supposed to be Money Mike. Cat was not having that shit. He was pissed as fuck. He was like, how are you going to have... He said, I wrote most of the parts of Money Mike. And then he also said that uh, in the script, Money Mike was originally supposed to be in uh, our word by uh, Damien in the bathroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I could see, but I don't know. Like, I, it makes sense of, like, how... I could see how they pivoted on that. Um, I think that was a smart decision also because he did have a bar when he said, I don't care what happens for, that is never funny. That is very much true. Yep. Um... He went at Ricky Smiley because Ricky Smiley was saying that he didn't want to do the uh, the uh, crackhead Santa Claus thing because people wouldn't be able to see as him. And I saw niggas on Twitter being like, I didn't know that was Ricky Smiley. I'm like, how old are y'all niggas? We definitely knew. Yeah. <laughs> like when the movie came out, we knew we that was knew. Ricky Smiley. We knew. Yeah, it gotta be some young niggas. Hey man, it's young niggas and right palm colored people. I think <laughs> I think um, I think the craziest thing about this interview is the responses that have come from yes. all the name drops, and I honestly feel like the responses that were more defensive. I feel like made shit worse for the person who was being defensive versus because it was, it was a lot of people coming out being like you know cat has always put me on cat paid me cat did this like Dion cole came out and said something like that um mm-hmm. what's that one white comedian said that like gary he opened for cat not gary it was another one so he said he opened for cat and um like he didn't see Cat anywhere. He didn't think he was even gonna see Cat that night. But um, 
pretty much once he got off the stage, like Cat walked up to him and handed him like a thousand dollars or something, or a couple hundred dollars, yeah, or whatever. Like it's been a lot of stories where people have been like Cat actually like appreciated me. Cat made me feel seen. Cat did this, but the niggas that have come out being like super defensive, I feel like should have just. Quiet it down a little bit. I think it's a way you can handle it. Um, yeah, they were coming off like hurt, defensive, like like Ricky Smiley's Kevin response. Hart. I kind of get the Kevin <clears throat> Hart one though. I do think he. I might be biased, but I do feel like he, his criticisms to Kevin Hart are kind of bullshit. Because mm. to me, I also wonder if they. Feud more heavily because they two short niggas in the industry. <laughs> like if they were supposed to be each other's arch nemesis directly, they. I mean, now it is true that a lot of the shit Cat turned down, Kevin Hart did. Mm-hmm. But at one point in the interview, Cat kind of made it seem like that Kevin kind of like sold his soul to like the Illuminati, which is a whole another argument that we'll get into later. Yeah, but. He was kind of saying that, like, everything he turned down, he went to. And then he was like, Kevin Hart didn't work hard on the West Coast. Like, he almost alluded to him being an industry plant, Mm -hmm. which is bullshit because Kevin Hart was grinding, granted, on the East Coast. And he kind of mentioned that. But the other thing about Kevin Hart's career arc is... Uh, this is all while we're in high school, so this is like 0304. Kevin Hart is in Paper Soldiers, which is a hood classic. Mm-hmm. He was in Soul Plane, which hood, hood classic. classic. Um, 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is a kind classic. Of a hood classic, too. Hood classic and, and classic. A classic. yeah. And then plus, uh, he had been on Judd Apatow's Undeclared, which only lasted like a season, but Seth Rogen was in it. James Franco. Uh, most of the guys that were in the Judd Apatow movies, like 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, Knocked Up. Jonah Hill was in it. Um, so he's part of like the Judd Apatow like comedy tree. So he has connections in the white world and the black world. So Kat kind of made it seem like that Kevin was getting like all his extras. I don't think he was getting all his extras, but Kevin was definitely not going to turn down shit that came to him. And I can't blame a nigga that's on the grind trying to get up there. The reason I thought it was bullshit was because earlier when uh cat was talking about Steve Harvey saying he didn't want to be a movie star, which was bullshit. Because Steve Harvey definitely wanted to be a movie star because everybody wants to be a movie star. And Cat made that point. But then later with Kevin, he's like saying, well, the reasons I didn't do this is because I didn't sell my soul. I didn't uh, go to the parties and let them uh, do stuff to me sexually and stuff. And I'm like, bro, you kind of making the same excuses that these motherfuckers you saying they made. Like, so the reason that Kevin Hart got popular is because he was... Because he was handed all of right. Cat's rejections. And also, 
you can't convince me Cat Williams wasn't on drugs. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. As erratic as he was moving out here, he definitely was moving like a nigga that was on drugs. All them time, he went to jail back to back to back. Right, and then he'll be like, point. you've never seen me be, uh, <laughs> you've never seen me convicted of anything. You've never seen anybody sell, say they sold me drugs. Now, nigga, Kat. Drug dealers don't come out and be like, yeah, I sold that nigga drugs. Okay, you was out in a residential space <laughs> trying to fight motherfuckers, regular niggas. You were fighting teenagers. On camera. Bruh. Like, get the fuck out of here. You was on some shit, my guy. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, a lot of it is really good interview material. Oh, it's great interview material. But the embellishments was just like, okay, I can't tell if this is just another, like, if he's, like, in skit mode because he got some shit coming up or if he just really trying to stir the pot. For the sake of stirring the fucking pot. Yeah, because... He did expose a lot of things, but... But at the same time, like, did he? Like, what Like, right. what did he really expose? Other than the I Steve mean, Harvey war a hairpiece. That, that's <laughs> the main shit that I'm talking about is the Steve Harvey <laughs> shit. But, like, for people who... I guess it, it's more... An exposure to people that weren't deep in their like comedy era prime time. Yeah. That weren't really following shit. So, more so like the younger generation, people who know who Kat and Steve Harvey is, but like weren't really old enough to be paying attention or following all the kings of comedy and, you know, BT, Comic, uh, View, comic View, and Deaf Comedy Jam. Right. So. But I think. Um, like Mel Mitchell had a thing where she like she said, "Y'all don't watch enough comedy live or specials for y'all to have some of the opinions I'll have." Like I see some ridiculous shit where people have been like, "Kevin Hart was never funny." Get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. That's a lie. Kevin Hart had us in the chokehold for yes three to five years, and now that we're like the adults, we can be like, "Nah, y'all niggas tripping." Yeah. I've even seen people say Dave Chappelle isn't funny. Get the fuck out of here. Now, his last special, you can make arguments, but Dave Chappelle what, is one of the greatest comedians ever. Chris Rock is one of the greatest comedians ever. Dave Chappelle is still very funny. It, we're just in a time now where you have to be... You have to err on the side of political correctness because of so much nuance. Like, you gotta... You gotta still be able to move with the times. Yeah. Richard Pryor was funny in his day because it wasn't so much nuance and whatever else. But when, obviously, when you go back and watch Richard Pryor, you know that a lot of the shit that he said would never fly today and would not catch the same audience bulk. I think. With prior, there was a nuance in it, but it's just some of the vocabulary used isn't gonna go now. Right. Same with like if you watch the first ten minutes of Eddie Murphy Raw, 
Yeah. None of that could be done. Same. None of that could be a done. A lot now. of them comedian Andrew Dice Clay, like yeah, all them motherfuckers back in the late seventies and eighties. Yeah, the leather suit comedians. <laughs> that was a whole little crew. The leather suit comedians were going full. The leather force. suit comedy era was <laughs> and raunchy, honey. Yeah, and then I have noticed that there is a generational breakdown of like. Like us and then people like Gen X who are a little bit older than us who grew up in the Def Jam, uh, Def Jam comedy era and the Comic View and Kings era. Mm-hmm. They have even more nuance. But these young kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So they just be saying shit like Cat Williams is the funniest comic ever and he's who Dave Chappelle thinks he is and who Cat, uh, Kevin Hart like no nigga all these people are funny. It's it just is what it is. And then he came at Cedric and said Cedric stole that joke. I don't know. What is But then somebody showed a clip off of um Comic View? No. Kings? No. It's a TV show. God damn. With Arsenio. No, was it Arsenio? Oh, talk about designing women. Designing women. Uh somebody showed a clip where he did that joke. Yeah. Too. So I just like where who started it <laughs> right now I, designing women that was what late 80s yeah he's he totally lifted a joke from designing women but all right so the one that he says said stole was a kings of comedy where he imagines a spaceship being like a car and saying black people would drive it like a deuce and a quarter and then they showed the comic view version of com of cat saying it. It's a similar joke, but it's not the same joke. But the other thing is, this is an era before everybody had smartphones in their hands, so it's possible he could have lifted the joke at a different time, and then used it on a different audience. That happens a lot. A lot of jokes are stolen in comedy. Cat has stolen jokes. Like somebody made the thing about him uh, stealing JB Smooth's joke. Like he lifted it and he kind of remixed it, but where uh, Cat is doing the every day I'm hustling and hustling and then acting it out. He got that from JB Smooth. Hmm. But it's all comedy is subjective. Mm-hmm. But there are some objective truths in comedy. Kevin Hart is funny. Dave Chappelle is funny. Cat Williams is funny. Just because you don't get the humor doesn't mean they, I never thought they were funny. It's not the flex that people think it is. Yeah. It's like, bro, you might just not have gone and done the knowledge. Yeah. But I'm a comedy nerd. So it's just like, yeah, I watched all the comedy and like, I didn't like a lot of Cat Williams for a long time. But, I appreciate Cat Williams, and I, he's of course funny. I never thought he wasn't funny. It's just somebody I don't. I, I wouldn't say I don't think they're funny, but I don't get their humor. Is Mike Epps? I think Mike Epps is funny. I think I think Mike Epps and Cat Williams both are better in stand up than they are in their supposedly comedic roles in these movies. Because sometimes I feel like in these movies they get cheesed up real quick especially cat williams roles yeah. like he's always 
some like flamboyant goofy nigga. Yeah. Like the pimp. He's it's always either something that's like centered around his hair mm-hmm. or something that's centered around him being stuck in a in a decade. Yeah. Just like in first Sunday, like him being just this eccentric, like almost seventies nigga. Seventies, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's how I feel too. Um But I always cry at the, the stand ups. Now, some of his stand ups have been like mm. it's some of them there. But some of his his earlier ones <laughs> used to get me. Like, now it is true that Cat was rising and then he kind of fell off a little bit and then Kevin Hart came through. Yeah. But them early Kevin Hart specials were funny as fuck. Yeah. Like, you can't convince me that say with your chest, little ass nigga. Niggas was going around saying all these jokes. Peel the muffin cap back blue. All right. of that shit. <laughs> bum bump. Like, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> but Pimp Chronicles, though, I think Pimp Chronicles. Pimp Chronicles is iconic. Pimp Chronicles was iconic. I used to watch that shit over and over. Yeah. Don't you know I can see you? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. No, it wasn't Pimp Chronicles, but what's the one where he talks about the tiger? Uh, That's the one. Is that the one? Is that American Hustle, maybe? That's the one with the hustling. Is that also the one where he talked about Obama? I don't know. He got. I think yeah, that's the one because he's in front of the uh, White House in it. Yeah. It was too ever ever <laughs> <laughs> flipping through the presidential book. White, 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 white. <laughs> That nigga cat is funny. Look, I ain't gonna front. And that whole interview was entertaining. And it had a couple of things that I was just like, what the fuck? First of all, why did he just throw Earthquake under the rug and say he was illiterate? And then talked about him being his friend later. I wouldn't just tell the world that my friend is illiterate. <laughs> it's funny. Yo, Cat's supposed to be here next week. Yeah, he is. And Mike Epps is here this weekend. I I didn't see that until I saw people posting pictures. I uh, One of our bar regulars was like, yeah, we're going to see Mike Epps tonight. I was like, what? Y'all don't tell me nothing. They really don't. Um, what else did he say? Oh, when he accused Harvey Weinstein of, you know, (laughs) saying he would, you know. Uh, Bro, what did you think about Luda's response, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I seen that and I was like, okay, nigga, you spitting, but like. Why? (laughs) It's almost like you trying to. I don't know. It was very weird. Like, you trying to come off as this hard nigga through your fucking bars. Like, first of all, Luda ain't never been on no gangster nigga shit. No. Like, Luda has always been more of a lyrical, 
lyrical, spiritual. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a uh, he's a punchline rapper, right? He ain't never been trying to beef with no nigga or dissing. So now you want to low key have a diss track now, but he, like not at the same time because it wasn't even really. I don't know. He kind of accused Ludacris of being a part of Illuminati. I mean, he did, yeah. And then he did say, all of these niggas have a light-skinned, weird-faced wife, which is hilarious. He said seven of them. He said, this applies to seven of them. But then <laughs> Luda did that play on words and said Ludinati and lost me. I said, uh. I'm like, man, that's some Gen X shit. Bring me rappers, I'm lynching them. Whatever's heavy on my heart is always on my mind. Like Snoop's cannabis shredder, I'm always on my grind. They throwing shade cause niggas could never take my shine. I bring my watch collection on my jet. Let me take my time. Like fine wine, I'm aging like Benjamin. Top five, I'm worth mentioning. Bring me rappers, I'm lynching them. See the pendulum swing, Jesus with diamond thorns. Ludacris, swaddled in Gucci linens when I was born. Never been Illuminati. Only a Ludinati, and I only left with bitches when coming from any party. Now I'm married with kids, the evolution of life. Never been a cloud chaser, never say shit for likes. R.I.P. John Singleton, you never have to flex when you earn every one of your Fast and Furious checks. Afro with the sideburns, yeah, that's my signature. Addictions on the rise, comedians check your temperature. First of all, to rap over uh, Devil in a New Dress. You got to come harder than that. You do. That's one of the most iconic uh, instrumentals ever. Yeah, it wasn't very fitting. It just didn't. Uh, it's it wasn't the flex he thought it was gonna be. Like, and then even Burr said it. He said, "Nigga, we never said you couldn't rap." <laughs> 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 That's what I was like. I was like, "Why did you do this?" Like. <laughs> Nobody came for you about your bars, my right, guy. Those are solidified, my nigga. We didn't come for your pen at all. He was saying you got a light skinned weird face white. <laughs> I gotta play that. <laughs> Which his wife, I don't know how to say her name. She's definitely one of the the pretty ones. Um she doesn't have a weird face by any means. She doesn't. And that's how people try to put uh um Kevin uh Hart's wife in it. Like, no, nah, she's pretty. Don't do that. Oh yeah, they didn't start taking the videos down because I saved the video clip. Tweet has been deleted <laughs> 15 times. 15 times I'm for my forwards link. No. Wouldn't you grade them on a curve? <laughs> Nobody said nothing. Cause TD Jake's over there with being in it. Like, oh, that was also oh, wild too. Only <laughs> oh, baby. Nobody was off limits. Bro, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the whole TD Jake's oh, yeah. allegations. That nigga's Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Do you really believe it? Yeah. <laughs> Can't say that I don't. It's hard not to. The way that he responded just kind of made it seem like uh, something's giving weird. It's giving. But the thing is to me, like, 
are we really living in an age where you can just make an allegation and then you have to respond a certain way or it's not kosher enough? Because yeah. I feel like that's where we're at. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. <laughs> that's exactly where we're at. Because you, you have to think about, too, like, T.D. Jakes has a large audience. He has a large fan base. So you have to be very strategic in the way that you respond to this shit. Yeah, it's just... Like, you know you know that that response was calculated. I feel like also that was, like... That matters more to like us than like our parents' generation because they locked in with Bishop. Oh yeah, Jakes. they don't they don't care about nothing. They they gonna say it's the devil. Well, I know you going against the man of God. <laughs> they gonna say you know when you when you so highly favored the devil gonna always <laughs> they ain't gonna go for none of that shit. <laughs> they ain't falling for it. <laughs> you already know it. <laughs> It's so funny growing up in the church. <laughs> we, I know the church responds to everything. Every trial and tribulation you know, like, has a church response. You know, like uh, the AI technology, chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> it was like church GPT. Church <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, church GPT. <laughs> oh. Yeah, TD Jakes gave a church GPT <laughs> ass response, my nigga. And anybody that's going to make an excuse for him is going to have a church GPT response. I mean, what were you doing at the parties? It's, 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 all, it's always going to be a, well, you know, they hated on Jesus. Like, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus had, had no haters. allegations like that. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing at the party? As a pastor, <laughs> what were you doing at this party? As a shepherd of a flock. <laughs> Multiple parties, not just one. Right. It, it was, it's you like, were a frequent party goer. So, nigga, what was drawing you back? <laughs> Every time I try to leave, something <laughs> What was going on, TD? Hey, man. Them tweets. That day it popped. Now, here's the other thing. The lady who said that on TikTok had no, like, basis of saying it other than that he went to parties. She said that he was a power bottom. And I tell you, I laughed all day. <laughs> Did you see? It's a video of Chris Brown making fun of that. Look how he started walking. <laughs> Bro, that clip. Why did TDJ say that? This is the original clip. Have you ever been swallowed up? 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 This is all I say. Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed oh my God, bro. The internet. 
is undefeated. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> I was fucking dying laughing. <laughs> and I felt like, I was like, oh, I'm going to hell for this shit, but it's uh. funny as fuck. Swallowed. <laughs> Swallowed. Like, why is he talking like that? That's insane. That's fucking insane. Oh. Um, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very inclined to believe these things. Um, I don't know. I, it's just some things about TD Jakes. I mean, his daughter allegedly runs the shade room. <laughs> you haven't heard that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pat, I don't put shit behind the pastor. I don't care how big they are. The, the, the bigger ones, I feel like, have even more reason to be. You know what I forgot about? T.D. Jakes had that full, like, uh, love and sex music uh, album. Yeah. With him and his wife where he was talking. He's trying to talk about bare white. <laughs> Disgusting. No sir, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> now I do have a question. Why is it every time we try to uh, like talk about the Illuminati or some shit, motherfuckers only act like it's some sexual shit. Mm. And act like the only way to get in Hollywood is to bust that pussy open. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, it's all this, like, weird homophobia where dudes be like, I mean, you know what he had to do to get that? Like, bro. I think it just really plays into the fucking uncovered bullshit of Hollywood. And everybody is so, especially men, is just so undercover. (laughs) And it's always stories coming out about how niggas had to endure sexual harassment and sexual abuse that like the more and more people try to flesh out quote unquote the the sanctities of the Illuminati and the the rituals of joining they use that shit but the other thing is just so rooted in anti-semitism like even when Kat was talking he was like there's a cabal of people Run in Hollywood. And it's like cabal mess that comes from the elders, uh, protocols of the elders of Zion. Mm. And that is deep rooted anti Semitism where they talk about cabal of Jewish people running the world mm. and niggas be eating that shit up. Mm-hmm. Anytime anybody alleges anybody. Vocabulary will eat niggas up like, all the time. Right. It's like, I don't think you know what that word means. He, he used the fuck out of it though. Right. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's some nasty business. Every time they start, like, like, follow me. This is going to be wild. But look, don't you think it's a little wild that niggas always just, like, you remember that episode where we talked about niggas act like the only thing they, uh, you need to fix your life is dick. Yeah. <laughs> niggas act like the only thing to stop you from <laughs> going up in Hollywood is not taking dick. Yeah. Like. How valuable do you think bussy is? 
Oh shit! Shit, this changed your life. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's penis centric theory, and it's all bullshit. And then niggas be like throwing that shit around, like it's like, bro, you don't think it's weird that y'all focused on all these niggas' dicks and assholes? It's kind of weird. But people also use um. Death and shit to I don't play like, into it. Like, what's his name? What's what's anyway? His son, his son has signed some big contract or something, and then like a week or two later, he died. Everybody's trying to be like, oh, you know, it was a sacrifice. Yeah. What is dude's name? What does he do? He's well now he's I don't know if he was music industry or not. I don't think I liked it or saved it because I just don't ever be buying into no Illuminati shit. They be saying that about Ricky Smiley too, about how he's lost two Uh, children. And I'm like, bro, don't. That's got to be like the biggest slap in the face to be these people and have lost these people and people chalking it up to some bullshit like the Illuminati. Yeah, it's like, bro, they went through the worst thing a parent could ever go through. Don't fucking act like it was some kind of sacrifice. Have you ever been swallowed? (laughs) (laughs) Swallowed. Um. Also, Cat was lying at several times. I mean, the most obvious lies is that he read three thousand books as a child. Yeah, a year. He said that he had been accepted into college at the age of seven. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> also, at the time Cat grew up, that would have been on a Jet magazine or something about a nigga say, like being. Accepted the college. Nigga, we ain't never heard of none of this shit. And then also, he was very vague when he was talking about his childhood. How do you just hitchhike at 13 years old down to Florida? First off, just basing this off living long enough as an adult. If you, if you uh, hitchhiking, <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> All sexual favors doing. I was gonna say, just gonna throw that out there. I'm not gonna. That pussy might not be. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be pristine. Might not be virgin pussy. (laughs) Somebody calling us in this episode. Be like, why do y'all keep saying (laughs) pussy? Because it's fun. <laughs> I like anytime anybody changes any, like, version of that to, like, pussy. Like, when they had, somebody had a Grinch doll, and it was out, and then it, on the bottom, it wasn't all the way sewn in. Somebody like, why he got his grissy out? <laughs> grissy is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Speaking of which, did uh, you see the dude at Bass Pro Shop? 
No. So down in Leeds. Leeds, I, Alabama. Leeds, Alabama. He went to the Bass Pro Shop. And I don't know if he had a medical emergency or what, but he uh stripped down naked and jumped in the aquarium. Now normally I wouldn't just show you a picture of somebody naked. But there is something that I just couldn't shake. Did he say, all right, God? I don't know what he's saying. Come get me, I'm ready, I think he's saying. That's not blurred out. Yeah. Um, so I got on Twitter yesterday and shrinkage was uh <laughs> trending on Twitter. Ooh, we <laughs> and I didn't know why shrinkage was uh trending on Twitter. So I looked at it and yeah, that man is naked, but there's nobody at home. Nothing is there. I thought he had on underwear. Somebody's like, he just got that bussy all out. <laughs> I'm sick of the internet, bro. (laughs) Oh my god. What the fuck is going on? Oh fuck. (laughs) My God. And then other people, why he got his coochie out? <laughs> his boochie. <laughs> I don't even be trying to shame people, uh, but like, bro, if you strip naked and they don't have to cover up anything, you're like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Ooh, we. What drug is that? I don't want to take no drug to shrink me. Oh my God. <laughs> Bless it. <laughs> well, I mean, what was the story? What did they end up saying? Obviously, he had to get arrested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or he's giving mental emergency. They said the 42 year old man reportedly began acting erratic and intentionally dove, intentionally drove a vehicle in a pole in the store parking lot. The man's family told people he suffers from mental illness. After the crash, police said the suspect exited the vehicle, stripped his clothes down, and ran into the Bass Pro Shop. Once inside, the man jumped into the aquarium. I just need to know, like, if you've got people around you that know you have a mental disorder, like, crippling in that way, why do they have access to vehicles? It's, I mean, it's hard to take people's vehicles from especially like if like if they're not on their medicines or something you can get a moment like that so i don't know i know a lot of older people have a hard time giving up their keys or people taking their keys from them but i don't know man what a wild way to go out and then I feel sorry for whatever he comes to and people be like, bro, I saw your brissy. I'm finna say like what like once he came back to his senses, probably in jail, what the fuck? I saw your boochie. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> We're insane. <laughs> I just can't imagine like being out of my mind and then falling back in my right mind and being told that kind of shit. Drinking enough for me. Like anytime I blacked <clears throat> out, that was scary enough. That's enough. Blacking out and not knowing what the fuck you did is like Wild. scary. Usually, luckily, the times I've blacked out, I don't usually do nothing too wild. Like, which is also scary that I'm just a normal person with being blackout drunk. Luckily, I don't get, I just get real chill when I get drunk. Yeah. Like, where I, like, want to sleep or whatever. I'm not a violent drunk or anything. Mm-hmm. I've been a violent drunk once, and I stopped drinking it. No more Jaeger for juice. <laughs> Baby Jaeger was never the move. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. Hanging with white people. Literally. literally, Because niggas don't drink Jaeger. I have never had a Jaeger ball with a nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas don't drink Jaeger? No. The fuck is that? (laughs) That cough syrup? Ugh. Yeah. Bro, I have never had Jaeger with niggas. Niggas don't drink... uh... Rumplements and shit like that either. Mm-mm. Damn, that is a whole white genre of drinking. It literally is. What is a black genre of drinking outside of like cognac? Niggas love tequila now. We Ever big... since Casamigos, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is a nigga drink. I feel like it's just cognacs. Yeah, honestly, we stick. We typically stick to brown. Mm-hmm. That's deep and nigger to you. For the people. For the people. Yeah. For Uncle Nearest to create a Jack Daniels. That's it, really. Brown and tequila. Mm. Niggas not doing tequila right though. I'll tell you that. How are the niggas fucking up tequila? That's another episode. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. Niggas be turning away brown tequila like it's the lesser. And I'm like, baby. What what, uh, Carlton (laughs) say to Will on that episode of Fresh Fritz? Take a step with me out the ghetto. Like, please, <laughs> learn your tequilas. That learn rep, about this shit. That reposado and that Neha get you right, nigga. Bro, this shit is better. Especially switching from brown to that. And niggas come in all the time, and they be like, oh, go Don Julio. I'm like, yeah, we have, um, they don't even be honestly even knowing the names for them. I'm like, do you want Blanco or Reposado? Y'all got silver? And I'm like, that's what Blanco is. <laughs> yes, nigger. <laughs> naysayer? <laughs> you want that naysayer shit? <laughs> <coughs> Ooh, we. Yeah. That naysayer tequila. <laughs> I got to put the niggas on one day. You said that's a whole nother episode. That's whole fucking nother hilarious. episode. That's fucking hilarious. Whole nother episode. Yo, we did a good fucking. We're right at one thirty. Hell yeah! We knocked that shit out. 
<clears throat> Did we cover everything? Um, cover all our bases? I think so. Um, I haven't told anybody, but I did watch that Chappelle uh, stand-up. I have not yet. It's not worth it, man. It's like, it's parts of it that's funny, but my thing is, it's just, his jokes about like trans people and stuff are just mean. It's not even like, I feel like you can critique, not the people, but like movements at certain things. But he's not even doing that. It's just like I just shit jokes. don't understand why he keeps going the trans route with the jokes. Like some people have even made a thing to be like, all right, so this <laughs> clearly is something with you. Like what? There's something what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> Something is going on. Like, why is this stirred up in your spirit right, so like, heavy all the time? Why do you have such a fascination with trans people and not even trying to like listen to their uh, concerns or complaints, but you want to just minimize them? Like, what's, what's what is what is it giving? It's giving. You may have dabbled. <laughs> But you can't reconcile your your feelings. Bro, did you have you participated? It's it's starting to give something. Something interesting. So what's your final verdict on that Stella? It tastes like Stella. I'm um actually not mad at it. I feel like if more places have non-alcoholic beers and stuff, I won't mind going somewhere. Um, honestly, haven't seen too many places. Most places have O'Doul's for yeah. sure. That's like the go-to. Yep. But if they start carrying my Heineken uh, Double Zero or this Stella, I'll be in the club. No, I'm just playing. I ain't gonna be in the club. I randomly went to. Uh, I wonder if this is what they serve at these uh, Christian clubs. <laughs> we have all a full beer, a full non-alcoholic <laughs> beer line. We have Corona non-alcoholic. We have Stella, <laughs> Heineken Double O, <laughs> and then we have our mocktails. Oh, uh, Francisco started giving us other names for uh, the mocktails. He said, uh, "So." Uh, a house that stands on Ciroc. <laughs> he said, uh, Genesis and Juice. <laughs> yes, keep it going. He had another one that I thought was funny as fuck, but that house that stands on Ciroc had me weak. That's hilarious. That's a good one. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe.